This is a test of the emergency podcast system. It is a true emergency. Quick, run. Welcome to a very Grindmas special. <laughs> Welcome to a very mystery Christmas. Merry Grimbus. Merry Grimbers. <laughs> Happy Grimbus. Um, it never gets less funny. <laughs> We're very happy to be recording this very mystery Christmas on Impeachment Day. Merry Impeachment Day, one and all. What is that saying? Uh... God impeach us, everyone. <laughs> I think is what you're thinking of. <laughs> or are you thinking of, hey, boy, you there, what day is it? Why, it's impeachment day, sir. <laughs> Which is also from A Christmas Carol. I was thinking of the first one. Oh, okay. God impeach us, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, happy impeachment day. Um, Merry Grimbus. The pundits are saying that it's not likely that... Uh, once it goes to Senate trial that he will be convicted. It's never happened before. My dad also thinks that, and he knows everything. But I think we should celebrate the hope that was created this day. I think we should also just celebrate that, like, he was impeached. Yeah, I agree. We don't have to... This is what I was saying earlier. Let's take 10 hours and revel in the glory of today. Yes. And then tomorrow we'll worry we'll about We'll pick tomorrow. up arms and fight yeah. again. Um, a couple of business. <laughs> <laughs> the pause. Just a couple of business. One is, um, this is a, a series wrap on Tanya. Oh. So, Tanya, today, in case you're new, is my computer, who is 10 years old. She had I, Tanya, a screener of I, Tanya that did not belong to me. <laughs> stuck in stuck her. Stuck in her for two and a half years, which is how she got her name. And then one day she spat it out, and it's been downhill ever uh, since. Tanya. And she's been with us every episode, although she's never technically done anything. She doesn't really, <laughs> no, we don't she record on her. first one. Oh, she did. Yeah. She recorded the very first episode, which has never gone live. Bless you. Phew! I'm so, allergic to saying goodbyes. So, goodbye to Tanya. Goodbye, Tanya. It's been a wild ride, and... I don't know if I can say I'll miss you, but we certainly did a lot together. She got me through college. Mm-hmm. Technically, I got through college. Mm-hmm. Ooh, a lot of breakups. Um, a lot of Googling, like, how to get over a breakup. <laughs> That's all me and Tanya. <laughs> I wish I could play a montage. In the arms of the angel. And it's like an in memoriam from the Oscars, but it's just you Googling how to get over a breakup <laughs> like, on Tanya. But it's just the diff- a different date yeah. in the corner. It's just you, like, killing Sims and, like, <laughs> researching mysteries. Uh, World of Warcraft. Second business is we have a shout out. We have a new listener who Thinkquarium met. I think it was Thinkquarium. Um, We're and, quite sure. And yeah, and he uh, Thinkquarium was wearing our shirt designed by Jenny. Uh, and our new friend Stefan 
saw it and was like, what is that? And so he introduced him to the podcast. Stefan wrote us a really cool email, which we really appreciated. He compared us to Abby and Alana, which is like the dream. That's literally our like career goal. Yeah. (laughs) So shout out to our new listener, Stefan. We appreciate you. We got lots more outer space stuff coming your way. Oh, yeah. But today, I think that's all my business. And then we can talk about what we're doing today. Oh, my last business was, speaking of shirts, we have merch. Yes. So you can go to mysteryteaminc.com forward slash store and check out our merch on our website. It's all shiny, brand new, and lovely. Do you have any... I almost said mysteries. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any mysteries? No, Tanya was my only business. Okay, great. Uh, Do you want to go first or do I go first? Who went first last time? You're right. (laughs) Oh, you went first last time because I made you think about space. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So, today for our Grimbus episode, <laughs> <laughs> I am doing Sinterklaas and Zwarte Piet, <laughs> which is, okay. So, Sinterklaas is the Dutch Santa Claus. He's based on St. Nicholas, who is the former bishop of turkey oh i thought he was part of the oh well, i guess it was the roman empire back then wasn't it yeah yeah um and the patron saint of children among other things in holland they have what is called uh the feast of sinterklaas which they celebrate on december 6th in the netherlands they give gifts on the on december 5th at night like on their christmas eve and then in belgium and luxembourg they do it in on the morning of december 6th he, Sinterklaas is depicted as an elderly, stately, and serious man with white hair and a long beard. He is dressed as a bishop, um, and he has the big bishop's hat. I have pictures of my Dutch grandfather dressed as Sinterklaas, which is, I, if I'm not wrong, he met my grandmother dressed as Sinterklaas, <laughs> which is so Dutch, That's I can't amazing. handle it. He traditionally rides a white horse. In the Netherlands, the horse was called Amerigo, but then in 2019, Amerigo was killed off, canonically. <gasps> yes. <laughs> why? Because they're mad at the Amerigos? So, no, I couldn't find any information on why. I just found out that he was quote-unquote pensioned. Okay. But they killed it off. And then they replaced that horse with a new horse called Ozo Snell, which means oh so fast, which is in, in a well-known Sinterklaas song. Okay. So R.I.P. Amerigo. He carries a big red book, like Santa's list, that has... Wow, he bound it. Yeah, it's bound. He's a fancy Santa. Yeah. Um, Fan... Fanta. Fanta, Fanta. Fanta, 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 Fanta. My favorite thing about Cedarclaus is that he is canonically celibate. Great. Like, that's part of the lore. Great. There are, like... Because Santa Claus is, is married. Full-on married. But they don't have kids, so we don't know if they fuck. Mm-hmm. There are holidays... They could have, and I actually like this better, like a really sweet asexual marriage Aww. where they just decided to grow old together because they love each other. Or they could be very, very particular about birth control. That's true. And highly sexual. And also, they're quite old. Yeah. So old people have sex. I know, but she probably can't get pregnant. Oh, I see what you're saying. She, like Mrs. Claus. Do you think they menopause. met after menopause? It really depends on how old Were you think young? Santa Claus is. Does is it? he like Yoda age? Like, is he a thousand years old? I think probably. And they met when they were like 
200, but that's the human equivalent of being like 25. Maybe. It's canon. <laughs> <laughs> I think they met right before he went off to serve in World War One, and... <laughs> and she waited yeah. in the North Pole. Yes. So there are holiday carols that are entirely about the fact that Sinterklaas is a virgin. <laughs> There's one called Sinterklaas Capontier, I think is how you pronounce it, which translates to Sinterklaas, you castrated rooster. <gasps> yes. That is a song that children sing around the holidays. Santa Claus, you no dick cock. (laughs) No dick cock. Um, Originally, he was supposed to be Dutch. And then someone wrote a song about him going to Spain to get oranges. I thought you were going to say space. (laughs) No. That would make more sense. I was so ready. This podcast has completely warped my mind. You were like, originally, he was from holland but then someone wrote a song about him being from space and now it's canon that he's reptilian and celibate <laughs> reptilian santa claus <laughs> oh no did we just invent reptilian santa i guarantee you santa claus is a reptilian but do you think there's like fan art of a reptilian in like now a that you've said outfit? it out loud there is fan art porn in rule 33 yeah you did it it's your fault um so someone wrote a song about him going to Spain to get oranges, and that's somehow less weird, but it's not. It's it's weird. Yeah. Why was he, why? And from where? Like, Spain. <laughs> and the, so the, so the songwriter didn't know what oranges were, because they hadn't really, like been disseminated throughout the world yet so he called them orange colored apples and everyone just got so confused by the orange colored apples deal that they didn't realize that Sinterklaas was supposed to be visiting Spain in the song so then they were like oh he's from Spain obviously (laughs) (laughs) I love this I know it just gets worse because that's where Black Peter comes from oh yeah we're about to get there I'm excited so originally it was just one Black Peter yes now, <laughs> it's any number of Black Peters. Sure. David Sedaris has this really wonderful um, essay in one of his books called Six to Eight Black Men that is about him learning about Black Peter. Um, and he says, like, every time I asked a Dutch person how many Black Peters there were, they said six to eight. And he was like, okay, but, like, <laughs> how many? And they were like, six to eight. 30 to 50 feral hogs. <laughs> exactly. So, Sinterklaas is assisted by either one or a group of, or six to eight, <laughs> Zwart Piets, or Black Pete, who are slaves, who are Moors or a Moor from Spain. He's, let's see, we are 11 minutes in. It only took us 11 minutes to get to the racism this time. Oh, yeah. No, it's super quick. If you include talking about the president, we were like one minute in. Oh, yeah. Well, but, no, we can't count that. Okay. Okay, so 11 minutes in, we got to the racism. Mm -hmm. And it just Mm -hmm. gets worse. Six to 11 minutes in. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So he wears, I don't know, how do I describe this? Blackface. That's not even, we got (laughs) to start with the clothes. (laughs) So he wears like super colorful, like, it's like, if you were doing like a spring summer line and you were doing like, if 16th century nobles met like Shakespearean jesters. Oh, 
Okay. It's like the, they have like the big white ruff around mm-hmm. the neck and it's like buttoned down in like two different, like one side is one color and one side is the okay. other and there's like poofy sleeves. Oh, okay. So that. Mm-hmm. And then he wears like a, one of those like poofy caps that kind of look like a sleep bonnet that you wear to protect your hair at night with okay. a feather in it. Okay. Bad. Yeah. Um, he is typically depicted carrying like a canvas bag that has candy for the children and then they like... Um, throw the candy to the children mm-hmm. behind Santa Claus, obviously behind, which supposedly comes from a story of Saint Nicholas saving three young girls from uh, sex work by tossing golden coins through their window at night to pay their dowries. Huh. That's the only information that exists about that. Okay. Um, the. Black Peter also carries a uh, chimney sweep broom made from willow branches that he uses to beat children. Mm-hmm. Um, some stories say that if a child is particularly naughty, he will just put them in the sack and take them back to Spain. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what happens to them in Spain. All right. they know is that they don't come back. Right. Um, it's crazy the similarities between your story and my story. I have was... Uh, we'll talk about that later. We will. Um, so over the years... Because, so originally Black Peter was, like, this, like, bumbling, unintelligent, like, minstrel show of a person. Mm -hmm. And it kind of developed so that he was, like, the smart helper and the St. Nicholas or St. Claus was, like, kind of absent-minded and, like, benevolent and Mm -hmm. couldn't really get anything done. Um, In very modern times, there are, like... (laughs) Lots of different Black Peters. So we have um, the Head Pete, who is called Hoofed Pete. There's a <laughs> Navigation Pete, who's Vegvig um, Pete. I hate to see this say this, but and it's not my fault. It's racist, but it's starting to sound like Smurfs. It is okay, or like the dwarves. Yep. There's like a Sleepy Pete. Yeah, <laughs> like Grumpy a, Pete. Yeah. So Navigation Pete. Um, Girl Pete. (laughs) (laughs) And old Pete. And old Pete. Navigation Pete drives the steamboat, which we'll get to. (laughs) (laughs) You can't just throw the steamboat out there like that. Um, There's Presence Pete, Pockish Pete, who wraps all the gifts. And then there's Acrobatic Pete, who climbs the roofs and chimneys. That's a dope job. I know. Um, So... Traditionally, Black Pete's face is black because he's a black person. But now people are like, nuh-uh, it's soot. Oh, no. And we're like, From uh, coming down the chimney? Yeah. Oh, no. All over him. Some people say that the first appearance of Black Pete as, like, the entity that he is now was in an 1850 book called Int Nicolas and Jean Necht which is St. Nicholas and his servant slash apprentice, okay. which was published by an Amsterdam school teacher named Jan Shankman. But the tradition of um, St. Nicholas having a, like, dark, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, assistant goes back really far. Um, some historians have linked Black Peter to the Norse legend of the Wild Hunt of Odin. Wow. Where Odin... <laughs> Odin would ride his white horse Sleipnir and fly through the air. What is its name? Sleipnir. Okay. And he would fly through the air as the leader of the wild hunt. And he was accompanied by two ravens named 
Hugin and Munin, who would listen at the chimneys of homes and then go back to Odin and be like, that one's bad and that one's good. Wow. Yeah. I kind of love that. I know. I'm obsessed with them. Um, and then another source that I found says that once Christianity like started to take over and they wanted to get rid of paganism, mm-hmm. they were like, what about this guy, St. Nicholas? And then they just took Black Pete from paganism. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find what Black Pete was in paganism, okay. but that is a theory. Yes. Um, <laughs> another thought is, um, in medieval iconography, St. Nicholas was assisted by Satan. Mm-hmm. And there are, like, pictures of him taming Satan and chaining him up. Mm-hmm. And so then people started to get uncomfortable telling children that Satan was Santa Claus's slave. Yeah. So they were like... <laughs> For obvious reasons. <laughs> so they were like, it's a slave instead. Oh. It's like a black person. They just made it... Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So, a little history about the feast, because the the whole celebration is so bananas. Yeah. So... I want to get back to the steamboat. It's coming. The okay. steamboat is coming. So, the Sinterklaas feast... Sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Sinterklaas feast arose during the Middle Ages, and it was, at that time, um, it was, like, first seen as an occasion to help the poor, and they would, like, go... People would go around and, like, put money in their shoes. Um... And it was also, like, basically Middle Ages carnival. This source says that often led to costumes, a topsy-turvy overturning of daily roles, and mass public drunkenness. Mm-hmm. Sounds fun. Yeah, I'm here for it. Um, and in early tradition, students would elect one of their classmates as bishop on St. Nicholas Day, and they would just get to rule until December 28th. That's amazing. I know. I want to do that. I know. Um, it's probably just a popularity contest, though. Oh, for sure. <laughs> It's not, like, based on policy. Policy means nothing. <laughs> it's just that one kid who's really good at chess is like, none of this has anything to do with policy. I would have gotten rid of homework. And the kid who's been elected St. Nick is like, chocolate. <laughs> More chocolate. <laughs> so then, chocolate for everybody. Can I t- okay, when I'm elected bishop, <laughs> I say, chocolate for everybody. everybody. Except for my opponent. <laughs> That's not fair, and it's not a solid policy. <laughs> um, the implementation of this is going to be incredibly difficult. <laughs> Do you want a quarter one bishop or a bishop forever? <laughs> a quarter one bishop. <laughs> okay, so then, during the Reformation... In the 16th and 17th centuries, the Protestant reformers changed the idea of the saint gift bringer to the Christ child, and they moved the date for giving presents from St. Nicholas's birthday to Christmas. Um, certain municipalities forbade St. Nicholas festivities completely, um, and then once the Protestants successfully revolted against the Roman Catholic Church and then the Dutch Republic became independent... They were, they were officially, like, uh, no Catholic celebrations whatsoever. But then people were like, except we're still going to fucking do it because it's fun as shit. <laughs> so, um, so it never really went away. And then in the 19th century. I can't century, believe the Catholics tried to cancel Christmas. Well, they, tra- they made Christmas by canceling Christmas. I know. That's not fair. I know. Because that Christmas is way more fun and weird. Yeah. So then in the 19th century, they, like, secularized the St. Nicholas Festival. 
And then that 1850 book came out with Black Peter, and that book introduced the, like, reintroduced Sinterklaas delivering presents through the chimney and riding on his horse and the steamboat you're going to learn about. So here's what happens in the fall and winter in the Netherlands. The first Saturday after November 11th, one seaport, I don't know how they pick it, but it's a different seaport every year, throws a parade to welcome Sinterklaas, who arrives on a steamboat, quote unquote, from Spain. So a real steamboat pulls up into this seaport, and then Sinterklaas and his six to eight black Peters get off the boat, and Sinterklaas gets onto his horse, and then there's like a full parade. And everyone's just like, yes. <laughs> and um, the six to eight black men walk behind him and they give out candy and gingerbread cookies. And the event is broadcast on national television. I'm here for it. Yes, it's bananas. And then after the official arrival is over, towns have their own arrival. And in places that are landlocked, Sinterklaas arrives via a train or a horse or like a horse-drawn carriage. That's crazy. In Uh, America, we do normal stuff like celebrate us genociding an entire people on Thanksgiving by blowing up giant balloons of Peanuts characters and walking them down the like the busiest streets in New York. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing with a steamboat. What is this steamboat bullshit? And they're just giving out candy? No, no, no. Ridiculous. Oh, did I mention the whole thing is sponsored by a failing department store? Because (laughs) that seems important, too. And I cannot wait for like a thousand years from now when the planet is definitely still here and anthropologists are trying to uncover the origin of like Macy's Claus Day. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, it seems no one like. No really knows where underdog came yeah. from. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love the idea of like a post-apocalyptic future <laughs> civilization that thinks that uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's like. Wood like Woodstock is our <laughs> Jesus baby, and like the Macy's Day Parade is like our cultural it's holiday. It's our Claus yeah. Parade. No one knows where Woodstock originated. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that's gonna be. I can't wait for them to figure out that we're all just idiots. Yeah. So, in the weeks, but weeks between his arrival on the steamboat <laughs> from Spain. And December 5th, Sinterklaas goes around and visits, like, schools and hospitals and, like, makes small appearances. And then... And charges a small appearance fee. It's just a small appearance fee. And then the lore is that he rides around with his Black Peters at night. He rides around on the rooftops on his horse and they listen in. And they see if you're being naughty. And And then... he goes, ho, ho, ho. Get 25% off your first order of MeUndies by using my code NICK20. No, he's very, he's a serious man. Oh. That's why my grandfather got to play him. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he was a serious man. So then, on December 5th, the children. (laughs) This is, this is a direct quote from an article because I thought it was really funny. On December 5th, the children get ready for the magical moment when Sinterklaas and his Black Peets will sneak into their homes and leave them <laughs> So the tradition is you leave your shoes out by yes. whatever heating device exists. Oh. Yeah. 
So fireplace or radiator or even central heating. Mm -hmm. You know how in America we leave out milk and cookies? Mm -hmm. For Sinterklaas, they leave out coffee and poetry. Oh. Yeah. They leave hay and carrots for his horse. And for the Black Peets, they leave alcohol. (laughs) Nice. It's such a big part of the Black Peet character that there are brands of beer in Holland that are called, like, Black Pete, and the labels are just, like, a man in blackface getting drunk. Got it. Um, I like that, because I imagine that the dads, the dads have to be both. Drink. <laughs> so they, they, <laughs> they get, get they, coffee. They do the coffee the and the poetry, and then they chug the beer. Mm-hmm. So traditionally, what supposedly happens is Black Pete scales the wall of your house. <laughs> no. And then, um, and Sinterklaas rides his horse up. I don't know how. And then Black Pete sneaks down your chimney and goes through your shit to see if you have any extra liquor. And then he, they leave the presents. You know how that got started, right? Because one dad... One dad. <laughs> rifled through the liquor yeah. cabinet. And he was like, uh, it was... It, it was Black Pete. It was Black Pete. He does that. <laughs> it's because you didn't leave anything out for him, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> he looks through your shit to see if you got... Let's do a Dutch out. name. No, I like it better. Magda. <laughs> That's my aunt's name. Mm. Um, so, it's not, it's common. I'm, the, I wrote not uncommon, but it is common for parents to hire someone to play Black Pete and come to their house on December 5th or have a neighbor dress up as Black Pete and, like, leave presents outside the door and, like, knock on the door and then, like, wait for the kids to open the door and then, like, be running just out of sight as they oh. open the door which is so creepy, but also kind of funny. It's creepy, and it's fun. Yeah. If it wasn't racist, I think it would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's also creepy. Yeah. Um, there... If it's a neighbor, it's fine. It's it's the hiring someone to, like, sneak into your house that's weird. Yes. If it's a neighbor, like, leaving your presence and knocking on the door. I know, but they're fine. basically unrecognizable because the amount of blackface that they wear. That's what I'm saying. If there wasn't racism, and if it was your neighbor, it's oh, fine. Oh, so if it was just, like, your neighbor, Dan... Yeah, yeah. if it was just Dan, let's give him a Dutch name. Opa. If it was just your Opa. (laughs) If it was your Opa. Um, So there is a guild of professional Black Pete impersonators. Um, There are more than 600 registered in Amsterdam alone. Who all get paid to wear blackface. Um, Yeah. And they demand to be taken seriously. (laughs) Uh, Another fun tradition is that on Sinterklaas Day, people <laughs> people give each other four-line poems that, like, shit on each other. Like limericks. But, like, mean but ones. But mean. Yeah. <laughs> and the parents will write poems for their children shitting on them, but from Sinterklaas. <laughs> oh, no. And leave them. We should do that. Why don't we do yeah. that? <laughs> so they're like, um, Gerda is full of shit. She always lies about her schoolwork. <laughs> She's lazy, and I hate her. Oh, they don't rhyme. I don't know. <laughs> I can't rhyme on the spot. Oh. And then it's like, love, senior class, but really it's the parents writing it, and they wow. just like leave it there. And I think that's so funny. Oh, another fun quote from this is um, about the poem. Come December 5th, it'll be there next to the chocolate and presents, a tiny letter from a mythical being letting the kids know how they suck. <laughs> <laughs> um... And here are some of the things that you get from Cedar Claus. Mandarin oranges, speculos, which is my dad's favorite food. Yeah. Um, 
uh, how do you pronounce this? Bonkic letter, which is a pastry with almond paste, which is a, a thing that we have on Christmas because my family is unapologetically the most Dutch people in the world. Or a chocolate letter of your first name, which, as you know, I always get every yes, Christmas. I do. Everybody gets a chocolate letter. Um, chocolate coins and marzipan. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize until I was doing this research how much of the shit that we do, like, carry over. very Dutch, yeah. When I was little, we all had a pair of clogs. And for a few years... Did you leave them by the radiator? For a few years, my dad was like, on December 5th, though, put your shoes out. And we were like, that doesn't make any sense. I love it. And he was like, it's Dutch. But he wasn't like, there's a slave involved. Right. Because we're black. Right. (laughs) People who dress as black people do, like, the worst black... Like... The most intense blackface you've ever seen. Like, worse than minstrel shows. Yeah. And then they do a bright red lip, which is worse. Yeah. And they wear gold earrings. Yeah. And an Afro wig. And, as is to be expected, recently people have been like, hey, let's not, this is not okay. Yeah. And then people are like, yes, it is. It's tradition. Or it's soot. And they're like, no. Right. We're asking you not to do it. Don't do it. And they're like, go fuck yourselves. Last year, there were a lot of protests at, like, multiple festivals around the Netherlands, and they were met with white supremacists doing Nazi salutes. This, like, I, it should it should surprise me, but it doesn't. It's like, it's j- just change it a little bit. <sighs> so what some... It's exhausting. What some people have done is... Okay, so some cities and schools have agreed to... Agreed in 2018... To, quote, phase out the blackface. I don't know what that means or what their timeline is or how the implementation of this is going to go. <laughs> um, McDonald's in the Netherlands banned employees from dressing up as uh, Black Peter. That's good, I feel. Yeah. And the Dutch police announced that they won't allow Zwarte Piet costumes after 2020. Um, they also created another Peter. His name is Shorstein Piet or Chimney Piet. Short Piet. Short <laughs> The other smurf. Um, who has soot on his face and I guess wears a different outfit. <laughs> I don't know what the outfit is. This is ridiculous. Like, I don't really know how you fix that. Like, we could just make it people. So that's Sinterklaas and... Yay! <laughs> <Zwarte> to beat! <laughs> it is racist. It is racist. Yeah. Good work. Thanks. I learned a lot about my heritage and how racist it is. And now I know why the Dutch people didn't want us to have dual citizenship. <laughs> yeah, that explains it. Do you want to take a break? Yeah. Okay. Yay. We'll be right back. On our steamboat. <laughs> what sound does a steamboat make? That's a haunted elevator. No. <laughs> We're back. Yay. I'm, I'm Merry like so Grindus. excited. I'm bouncing. It feels like Christmas Eve. Happy Grimbus. <laughs> okay. Murray Grindner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for my mystery, I'm doing Krampus. Yes. Crampy. Hold on. Krampus. So who is Krampus? Krampus is a half goat, half demon, Said to be the son of hell, the Norse god of the dead, who beats naughty children, abducts them, and takes them away to the underworld. Merry Grimbus. <laughs> and then I wrote, yep, that's me. I guess you're probably wondering how I got here. Well, it all started with pre-Christian Alpine traditions. 
and then the opening credits yes. start. If you believe, <laughs> we've got a picture perfect plan. <laughs> wow. Have I been watching that Lizzie was a McGuire deep cut on Disney Plus? It's like dodgeballs flying at Krampus. Yeah. Oh my god. For our next short film, <laughs> can we take cryptids and insert them into like iconic opening? Yes. That's a great songs. idea. Like Mothman, like whatever happened to <laughs> driving through San Francisco. But, like, giant The Golden Man. Gate Bridge is collapsing. <laughs> So good. Okay, so um, Krampus, like Black Pete, is the counterpart to Saint Nicholas, who rewards well-behaved children with presents. In many European countries, including Austria, Bavaria, Croatia, Czech Republic, Hungary, Northern Italy, Slovakia, and Slovenia, um, December 6th is Nicholas Tog, or Saint Nicholas Day. So in that part of the world, children leave a shoe or a boot outside their house on the porch oh. the night before. And when they wake up on Nicholas Tog, they find that their shoe contains presents if they were good or a rod if they were bad. I'm assuming oh. like a stick. They do that with same. Sometimes they do that with Black Pete, too. They like leave a stick in there to remind them what they narrowly missed. Ah, so that's December 6th. December 5th is Krampusnacht. Oh, my God. Krampus That's so much better than Steamboat Day. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Krampusnacht includes festivals, parades, and Krampuslauf, which is the Krampus run. <gasps> Please tell me you Where want footage. There's... Wait, what? I want footage of Krampus there's, run. Yeah, we can watch them. Um... The Krampus run is where young... Where young, drunken men dress like cosplay-style... Like serious, costumes. serious cosplay style, <gasps> um, dresses the Krampus, and they run through the town, terrorizing children and <gasps> chasing people through the streets. Sometimes they actually will like hit people with their um, uh, like switches. I'll I'll get to that. Oh, I love Grimbus. So, where did he come from? Wikipedia says. The history of the Krampus figure has been theorized as stretching back to pre-Christian Alpine traditions. In a brief article discussing the figure, published in 1958, Maurice Bruce wrote, There seems to be little doubt as to his true identity, for in no other form is the full regalia of the horned god of the witches so well preserved. The birch, apart from, from its phallic significance, may have a connection with the initiation rites of certain witch covens, Ooh. rites which entailed binding and scourging as a form of mock death. The chains could have been introduced in a Christian attempt to bind the devil. But again, that could be a remnant uh, of pagan initiation rites. The Krampus figures persisted, and by the 17th century, Krampus had been incorporated into Christian winter celebrations by pairing him with St. Nicholas. Okay. So he is originally from a pagan tradition, mm -hmm. and he carries like a bundle of birch sticks. And so that's maybe what this is also... With. Why my research told me that Black Peter was stolen from pagan traditions. Could be. I was thinking that. Yeah. So then in the 17th century, they were like, yeah, Krampus. But also he works with St. Nicholas. And in a lot of old pictures, if you look from at like from like 1915, they like at some point the Krampus, it, they started incorporating chains into his bit. So like he carries them around. And in some versions... Uh, St. Nicholas holds the chains. That like, he, like he's bound Krampus. Okay. 
Um, and in some versions, they he carries bells or has bells on the chains oh, that ring when he runs. Oh, that's worse. Yeah. So, uh, and then Wikipedia did this thing where it says, in recent years, the myth that the Krampus was the son of hell, Norse goddess of the underworld, has been popularized on the internet, even appearing in articles in National Geographic and Smithsonian Magazine. However, this connection is likely the invention of the American fantasy artist and author Gerald Brom, whose 2012 novel, Krampus the Yule Lord, features Krampus as the main protagonist. Like, yeah. as if that's not real Krampus. Like, real Krampus does is not related to the Norse god of the underworld. This just sounds like fan fiction. But yeah, here's the thing. Krampus isn't real. <laughs> so like, shut the fuck up. Doesn't fucking matter. Um, in smaller, more isolated villages, uh, Krampus has other companions and minions. <gasps> Six to eight. Such as the, yes, exactly. Such as the antlered wild man figures. Um, and in some versions, St. Nicholas is nowhere to be seen. It's and I wrote Krampus how horrifying if there's like not even Santa involved. It's, it's just Krampus, just Krampus comes to then you. Then you never get. Then it's just like every winter you get hit with a stick or a chain. Yeah, can you imagine if you lived in like a tiny alpine town in like Slovenia and there was no Santa, but once a year a fucking goat devil came to your door to like beat you <laughs> if you weren't good. Um, that would be really effective. Krampus's companions are called Shabmaner or Rahen. Rahen. I wrote, you just get demons for Christmas? <laughs> this section is called, What's Him Doing? <laughs> According to legend... Hey, Krampus. What's, what's him doing? doing? According to legend, like Santa, Krampus spends Krampusnacht visiting everyone's house. He leaves bundles of sticks for the bad children, or he hits them with the sticks. <laughs> he might put them in a sack, abduct them, and then throw them into a stream. Or, in some versions, he just takes them directly to hell. Oh, I'd much rather go to Spain. (laughs) I know. I love that. Okay, so here are your choices, children. Spain. (laughs) Stream. Mm -hmm. Hell. (laughs) Right. In some areas, families keep birch sticks in their home year-round as part of the decor to remind children to behave. And the article I took this from said, A reminder to any child who has temporarily forgotten Krampus. I love the idea that that would be if like you temporarily if forget Krampus. Everyone, was, Santa was a demon, and they were yeah. like, "He's coming." Yeah. It's like <laughs> you come, come home, you, you just had piles of coal in the corner of your house <laughs> yeah. all the time. It's like you cut, you like you're like running through the sprinklers, and your mom's like, "John boy, it's dinner time," and you like run in the front door, and then you look to the corner, and it's just like whoa, like zoom in <laughs> yeah. on like a birch stick, One of those and you're pole like, zooms where yes. like yeah. <laughs> And you're like, whoa. Yeah. Krampus through the ages. So Krampus was suppressed for many years. The Catholic Church forbade. Been there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and oppressed. Someone's got to be oppressed. The Catholic Church forbade celebrating Krampusnacht for a long time. Manufacturers started to commercialize Krampus after 1890 when the Austrian government relinquished control over the nation's postcard production and they started making Krampus carton, which are Krampus cards. And that's still to this day like a big part of the celebration. But instead of sending, I mean, they also send Christmas cards, but they'll just send and give each other like Valentines with Krampus on them. (gasps) Can we do that? Yeah. And um, yes, between 1890 and World War I, 
German companies sold Krampus cards in Germany, Austria, and other countries with slogans like Gras vom Krampus, meaning greetings from Krampus. <laughs> During World War II, European fascists found Krampus despicable because they considered him a creation of social democrats. Let's read that back. Yeah, let's do I, I need that again. So between 1934 and 1938, uh-huh. when Austria was under fascist rule, okay. Krampus was seen as a symbol of sin anti-Christian ideals, and social democrats. I'll take it. The newspaper of the Austrian Catholic Union called for a Krampus boycott, and the government of Lienz, which is the capital of East Tyrol in northern Italy, forbade Krampus dances, and further mandated that all aspiring St. Nicholas's must be licensed by the city. This is very, like, footloose. Yes. But instead of dancing, it's Krampus dancing. Yes. Also, Krampus 2020, I'm in. Yeah. Me too. They also... Pledged to arrest Krampus whenever they saw him. So anyone who was, like, cosplaying as Krampus could be arrested. I like the idea that it wasn't, they weren't looking for the cosplayers. No, yeah, they, they were, were like, if we see Krampus, him. If we see him. And then they would, like, they would, like, find a cosplayer and they'd be like, that's not the real one. Yeah. <laughs> they pull off the mask and they're like, damn it, another decoy. <laughs> who are you working for? There's six to eight of them. I can't tell which. <laughs> I can't tell which is which. I can't tell which is the real one. It's like the Joker. I just almost spit all over you. (laughs) Though it didn't rise to the level of a ban, in 1953, the head of Vienna's kindergarten system also published a pamphlet calling Krampus an evil man and warning parents that celebrating him could scar their children for life. But because of the social democrat thing, not because of the... the, I mean, that's fair. Not because they were going to get thrown into a street. Right, because here's the thing. They were right, but for the wrong reason. (laughs) They weren't, like, concerned about the child abuse. They were more concerned about, like, aligning with leftists. (laughs) So they were like, that that could scar your children for life. Uh, Um, I love that. A little history about Christmas. For most people, um, especially in the U.S., and this is a quote, before the 1800s, Christmas was not a quiet, de- uh, a domestic quiet holiday, says Stephen Nissenbaum, author of The Battle for Christmas. It was a holiday that was characterized by boisterous revelry. It was sort of like a combination of Halloween and New Year's Eve and Mardi Gras. That sounds so fun. It used to be like everyone just got drunk and ran around the streets and acted a fool basically that's what we do so krampus runs and krampusnacht are actually more traditionally christmas Mm -hmm. than like christmas um than like sitting down to a turkey dinner and like saying what you're doing yes like hanging out with your family yes also it is customary to offer a krampus schnapps which explains also why cramp crampen are always drunk I'm so sorry. <laughs> I so think if you, you give him schnapps, Krampus, he may not beat you. If you, yeah, you give him a schnapps. Yes. Can we move? Yes. Um, <laughs> but so one. Uh, also, I I didn't write this down. I guess, but when they tried to like enforce this like ban on Krampus because it's mostly like small Alpine towns that celebrate Krampus, they were just like whatever and just did it anyway. Mm-hmm. It's hard to stop like a horde of drunk young men but um with chains yes but i did read like in an article someone quoted a tourist who went like in the last 20 years to some small town in like austria and he said that 
they like do not fuck around with those Krampus runs. Like you better like stay inside your house. He was like in some places, like he was like the place they visited, they had to run inside a restaurant to hide, but they watched Krampus like tackle people. (gasps) They watched them sit on a teenager. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, they really will like hit your legs with their sticks. Canonically, Krampus sit on teenagers. Yeah. And they will, they carry around a bundle of sticks and they will like whip your, like your calves with, as they chase you through the town. That is so fucking funny. Um, That sounds really fun. One article that I read aptly pointed out that Christmas having this like sort of duality mythos is essentially like a micro version of Judgment Day for kids. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so creepy and crazy. It's so, it's so true. I mean, even in our version without like a Krampus representing who also... I didn't write about this, but because Krampus is like, he has one cloven hoof and one human foot, quote unquote. Really? In a lot of old depictions. Although the human foot is like a medieval drawing of a human foot. So it has like long curly toes. (laughs) How cats have human faces in the Renaissance. It has like long curly like toes with like long, like beastly nails. So it's like a quote unquote human foot. It's not. But um, he, and he has horns and he's half goat. Like he does very much resemble our understanding of like depictions of Satan. Mm -hmm. And so he kind of in a way like represents Satan. He also is like from the underworld, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just interesting to me that we like indoctrinate our children with this idea of judgment day so early. Like if you were not good all year, you won't get Christmas presents. Like if you were not good your whole life. Right. Then you go to hell. You still die and it doesn't matter. Right. (laughs) So it's just kind of like, I just thought that was interesting. I was like, wow, we really, really that's really creepy and interesting that we do that to kids. Um, I had to wrap up with uh, Krampus in pop culture. Great. So the horror film Krampus from 2015, Mm -hmm. starring Adam Scott and Tony Collette. That is not who is in that movie. That is exactly who is in that movie. This is, I just put in the summary. Absolutely not. Oh my God, I'm so thrilled. When his dysfunctional family clashes over the holidays, young Max, played by MJ Anthony, gets disillusioned and turns turns his back on Christmas. Meanwhile, this lack of festive spirit unleashes the wrath of Krampus, a demonic force of ancient evil intent on punishing non-believers. All hell breaks loose as beloved holiday icons take on a monstrous life of their own, laying siege to the fractured family's home and forcing them to fight for one another if they hope to survive. But it takes place on Christmas? It's a it's a Christmas horror film, quote unquote. But it doesn't take place on the fifth of December. It says he turns his back on Christmas. It doesn't say like what day mm. this takes place. It we'll, could be leading up to Christmas. Maybe we should watch it. I think we should. The budget was fifteen million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it grossed forty two million dollars, seven hundred twenty five thousand. No, yeah, it did. And apparently, it's like a cult favorite because it's a kind of a horror comedy. Oh my god, let's watch it. Um. It did well, and I think we should watch it. I, think I love pro- the combo of Adam Scott and Tony Collette. I do, too. Um, just to wrap up, I pulled my favorite Amazon review of Krampus. Uh, yes. And here's the thing. On Amazon, it has, like, it has, like, four stars. Like, six to eight stars. It has, like, six to eight stars. <laughs> and it has, like, 2,000 reviews. Like, people like it. Oh, my God, so yes. So I felt like it, it made its money so I could read a criticizing mm-hmm. review. Oh, yeah. So Joe gave it two out of five stars. The subject of the review is lots of screaming! Exclamation point. <laughs> he reviewed this in the United Kingdom on December 26th, which means he watched it on Christmas. And then waited. <laughs> he slept on it. And then wrote this review. He is a verified purchase, by the way. Okay. 
I personally found this very far-fetched and ridiculous. <laughs> Not scary and atmospheric, just packed with screaming and action. Guess if you like that kind of thing, you'll enjoy it. Hey, Joe. <laughs> Merry Grimmas. <laughs> also, like, it's a horror movie. What it's did you think? Horror- action it's and screaming. It's a horror movie about a fake demon. What do you mean it's like... A Christmas demon. <laughs> yeah, Screaming in action was kind of exactly what, what was I was the expecting. First thing he said in that review because I he found it far fetched and ridiculous. Far fetched. <laughs> Sorry, are you watching a film about a a made? He also watched it two years after it came out <laughs> and then left this review. <laughs> he watched it in 2017. Joe, thank you. So that's my brief history of Krampus. I loved it. I want to go on a Krampus run. Yeah. So. In the past couple of years, because it's just, like, become very twee, um, the U.S. has, like, become aware of Krampus. And so now Krampus is, like, out and about. So that's our very mystery Christmas. Very mystery Christmas. Next year, we're going to do Jesus. Don't spoil it. <laughs> I think next year we're either going to do Santa or Jesus Christ. I think Jesus Christ as a mystery. is a real mystery. Um... Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. As always, please uh, follow us on Instagram and engage with us via Instagram or email us at mysteryteamincorporated at gmail.com. Our Instagram is mysteryteaminc. And check out our store Mm -hmm. with our merch. And please rate and review because that helps us. And... Have a very mystery Christmas. Have a very murdery Grimby. <laughs> God solve it, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, fuck all the buck up. Stay in your lane. We don't know. Christmas smidges. <laughs> What's that? Do you hear that? What? what, what? I don't know. Nothing, I guess.